you know, now I'm not a dusty hunter. I am not one that is. <laughs> did, that, did that come off I'm wrong? I'm sorry. A did dusty that, hunter. A dusty bottle hunter. Oh, yes, like dust, not, dusty yeah, bottle dusty hunter. Bottle. Right. That just sounded funny. It did it, sound. Yeah. You, I can, I can always trust you. <laughs> well, it's hanging out and drinking. It's something that you want to do. Well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. And that's at the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Yeah, for hanging out and drinking, there's just one place to go. Come on, get ready. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody out there, and welcome to another hyped-up episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate. All right. So, my name is Matt, I am the whiskey lover, and I brought one bottle with me today, and Drew, my tequila partner. I'm the tequila guy. I also brought a bottle. And what is our episode today? Our episode today, I wasn't sure if we were going to go with Too Damn Hyped, kind of like the old uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff song. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. Too Damn Hyped. What are we? What are we? <laughs> these are kind of, these are hype bottles. Yes. We are all about the hype today. Mm-hmm. All aboard the hype train. Yes. However, without sacrificing quality. That's right. There were other bottles with way more hype that we could have brought that would be absolute garbage. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, we're still trying to get, you know, something of a, a good quality taste here. Yeah. But in our experience, we've we've come across some bottles that just seem to fly off the shelf simply by name, mm-hmm. pa- packaging, sure, reputation, Yep. Um, because everyone else is doing it kind of a thing. So, yeah. So here's my question for you. Okay. All right. What regrets do you have about your high school days, regrets? college days? I have a few. You know, the, the tattoo, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Not even one little letter. <laughs> so I'll throw out a couple. All right. Yeah. Jams. <laughs> I was victim. All right. I was all victim. Right, all right. I had jams. I had a yeah. couple of pair and... and you know, it was that point where you insisted that your mom get you like these green and orange jams because it was what everybody else was doing, right? Yeah. And back then, like your mother was like that little voice of common sense that you completely ignore because what the hell does she know, right? <laughs> I'm 15. I know what fashion sense is, right? So no, I gotta have these orange and green jams. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. How about Zubas? Oh, the Zubas, yes. I had a pair, or two. (laughs) The other one I was thinking of, and I I hate to even admit it, but I had a couple of pair of the jeans with the multiple belt straps. 
the multiple belts. Oh, Do yeah. You remember these? Yeah, they're man. the high waisted mom jeans, but yeah, they didn't even have a belt all the way around, it was just in the front. But there was three denim straps with three belt buckles, purely for show, purely oh, just right. for show, right? Right, and you would wear your I mean, those are like Z Cavaricis oh. or something. <laughs> Acid wash, ble- <laughs> bleach wash. Ooh, oh. ooh, denim overalls. <laughs> right? A la Dwayne Wayne uh, <laughs> on a different world. The only, <laughs> the only positive part about that part of our lives was that we were growing so fast Mm-mm. that I wasn't, able, I wasn't able to maintain it. No, incorrect. The best part of that time was that there were no smartphones. Well, that's there was true. no social media because Touché. those pictures would stay around <laughs> oh, forever. Yeah, I think I have a couple like newspaper clippings that people took a picture of. I am like pretty a church sure confirmation oh, that I'm, yeah. I'm wearing some acid wash jeans, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> you had all three belts: one for the Father, <laughs> the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> reel it, reel it reel back it in, in here. Reel, reel it in. in. All right. Yeah. There's an expression. There's a nickname. There's a word that we in the whiskey world call the people that are just out there for that that fear of missing out, yep. that are victim to the hype, right? We call them taters. Kind of like potatoes. Well, They're like taters. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. If you are a fan of the bottles that we brought, <laughs> we do not mean to offend. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but... If you love these bottles and you've never ventured out, you've never tried anything else, and you simply just keep your alliance with these because you feel you have to, that's the person I'm trying to reach out to say, you know, get out there and taste something different. Get yeah, out there and yeah. let's let's get into it here. I brought the elusive, the now unavailable anywhere. The standard basic line, Buffalo Trace, that had been on the shelf for forever since its inception in like 1999 for like 30-ish, $35, dollars, right? Now, you would think it was like... The newest Yeezys, <laughs> which I also think people will regret someday. Right? <laughs> right? It flies off the shelf, but at least in our area, we've got some, we've got some taters in got, our area. Got some taters in the burbs, huh? <laughs> I hear you. All right, what did you bring? Well, I kind of took hype... From a different direction, I've got the always available on the shelf behind every single bar. I don't care what bar it is. Patron Silver. Not even Blanco. They just call it silver. They call it silver. They, they, I think they've been keeping that silver moniker since they started bringing it over in the 90s and everything was known as silver. But it's a Blanco. It's just it's a Blanco. Blanco line. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The reason we picked these is for... Somewhat different reasons, but they both have a lot of hype around yes. them, yeah. right? If you were just venturing out into tequila or into bourbon, these are the first words you would probably see. Like if you Googled tequila, how far would you have to go before you saw an image of Patron in a in the oh. in the in the green box? Oh, wow. Right? It would happen like by your I first first the... or second search. Hold on a second. I've got Google right here. <laughs> Hang in there, listener. Okay, check this out. I typed in nothing but tequila. Look at what the first brand is on the ads. Yep. First one, Patron Silver Tequila. And so then Google... At at only the finest liquor store (laughs) ever known to man, Target. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you, if you're at a tequila bar 
and let's say the selection isn't the best, is is this one that you can kind of feel safe with ordering that you would order? Yeah, for sure. This is the fallback. Okay. It, it is well-made. It has been, I think we've been saying it wrong, confirmed additive-free, not, not right. certified additive-free, right. but whatever. It tastes good. Yeah. Every single bar has it. It's everywhere. Yeah. Every liquor store carries it. Yeah. Every bar sells it. And you just said like walking into a tequila bar, like you can walk into any bar. Yeah. They will have Patron behind the bar. Right. I don't care where you are. Yeah. So Google Kentucky straight bourbon and let's see what's the first. It's not the first one. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to guess what the first picture is? I would probably want to guess Jim Beam. Blanton's. Oh. Again, on the ads. Yeah. So Now, if I go down a little bit, Jim Beam is the first one with a link. Yeah, But sure. on the ads, it's Blanton's, straight something, then Blanton's original, and then Buffalo Trace, the same yep. bottle you just brought. Yep. Guess who makes Blanton? Oh, Buff- let me guess. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace? Trace? <laughs> yeah. So so they have managed to create a hype around almost every single label that they make. Sure. You know, sure. Were, were were you the guy that if everybody was listening to a certain artist, you would automatically be a little bit inclined to avoid that artist? Absolutely. Okay. And I think there's I'm a few I'm still of, that guy. There, there's a few of us out there, right? Yeah. I start liking somebody 20 years after they stop making records. <laughs> Okay. And I think, All oh, right. why didn't I like this in the 90s? Like, because this everybody is good else, everybody yeah. else yeah. did. So that part part of me fights I, I would struggle with that because there's so much hype around this stuff. But yeah. have we hyped hype enough? I guess. All right. Let's get into this Buffalo Trace. Let's here. try it. What are so, you getting on the nose, my friend? So for me, the moment that I pour a glass of Buffalo Trace, and it goes for a lot of their line, I get like a, a sweet brown sugar. But then there's a bite. There's a sharp note in there. And sometimes I my my brain almost goes towards like a mint, but it's not exactly. It's not like brown sugar and peppermint, but you know, it's not it's not minty by any means. Right. But right. there there's a sharp note. Uh, there's a And and I was getting toasted coconut when you first poured it, but it's been sitting here for a while now and it's opened up a little bit. Right. Yeah, I can definitely get behind brown sugar. I could still get a little coconut on this. Right. Yeah. And I can agree with the mint. With that sharp note, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever it might be. A decent bit of alcohol punch on your nose, too, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's 90 proof, and, you know, it's Kentucky straight, so it's it's four years. There, there's no age statement on it, so there has to be at least four years. Okay. So, we ready? Cheers. Cheers. Okay, it's good. It's definitely mouth-watering. It is. Yeah, no, that... I, I, I enjoyed that. Nice little, nice little Kentucky hug. Yeah, a little warm right. in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this in the morning. This is our first morning episode we're doing. So this is definitely in the AM hours. That's a new one for us. I mean, nothing says morning like a little, like a couple of spirits, like right? Like a couple I, of cocktails, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just quintessential bourbon, right? It, n- mid, sure. Mid palate, I get a really nice caramel and vanilla. There's a little bit of a cinnamon spice. I wouldn't pick up on black pepper, more of a cinnamon spice towards the finish. I would say that it's fairly short. Yes. Me- medium to short on the finish, but it is a mouth-watering finish. And, you know, it it's a really basic bourbon for cocktails. It Again, like your Patron, 
it's at a lot of bars. Maybe mm-hmm. not every bar mm-hmm. because let's face it, this this runs it should run around thirty, thirty three, thirty eight dollars and it's climbing because of its hype and really? because of its unavailability. It's only because of the hype that you know, it's fewer and fewer found in, in a lot of places sure. because it's just harder to get. Yeah, I'd say at thirty five to thirty eight bucks, I think you and I have tasted twenty bottles that are less expensive than that that I'd buy first. There's some really good stuff. This I'm I'm gonna call this one basic. It is. It is. It's we're, it's we're not it's not challenging us. I'm not sitting here saying to myself, Oh wow, what what is that? What right. just happened? It's but, not But nothing off putting. Nothing off putting. It's it's mash bill number one, which again they don't really disclose, so that's that low rye yeah. mash bill. Estimated to be like around ten percent rye. So you're not gonna get a ton of like floral notes or green sure. hay notes sure. or black pepper notes. Just gonna get a lot of the corn sweetness. Yeah. And then that little bit of oak from the four years in the barrel. And uh yeah, it's it's a good bourbon, but it's not great. But let's go right. in for one more sip. Cheers. So nothing really changed for me for that second sip. Just more of the same, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe a tiny bit of that mint carried over into the palate. I got more mint again. Yep. Whether it's like an effervescence or actual mint, it's not it's not like spearmint gum or anything like that. It's just we've had some bottles that have a really nice mint note. Yeah, the higher rye can often impair uh impart some some mint in that flavor profile. Yeah, definitely not in here. Again, I think the finish goes quick. Yeah, it falls it falls pretty fast. This is a I don't know, if you were at a place that for whatever reason didn't carry a lot of bottles above kind of the white label, the old number 7, this would be a solid choice again yeah, for a higher yeah. quality. Yeah, if if I was at a whiskey bar and and well, if you're at a whiskey bar, they're going to have good stuff. Have more, you're right, you're right. right. If, if, if you're I'm, at if a I'm beer a, bar, a bar bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my my local tavern. Yes. Right. Then then if the choices are really limited, hopefully they would have like this some something like this on right. the shelf and I could just order a, a neat pour. It's good. I can't believe it flies off the shelf. It's, it's not all, that good. It's all about the hype, man. All about that. Well, what can you it's tell us about Buffalo Trace and how they've created this hype? That's really what's interesting about this is that I think it started with Blanton's. Blanton's was really kind of known to be one of the first single barrel expressions. Okay. Out in the world of, of whiskey because, you know, back in the time of gin and vodka, martinis in the 80s, bourbon was really struggling. A lot of the old dudes, the old guys, you know, um, Fred Fred No and, and Wild Turkey, uh, Jimmy Russell, you know, they, they went out bar to bar, store to store, trying to get attention to these brown liquors. And one of the ways they did it was to single out a barrel, separate that one barrel from the quote-unquote batch, right? And so Blanton's was the single barrel. And it has that round grenade shape, that beautiful glass bottle with the, sure. horse, the horse on the cork. Yeah, like you know, the it, racing horse, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And, and you can, are there multiple horses right, you can collect spells, or something? Each one spells a letter. That's what it is. And you can collect them all. Was like the was the the matchbox collect them all right? <laughs> yeah, right. You you it's wanted like, it's you like wanted matchbox all cars. You didn't care for once adults. you got it. There was always one more you yes, wanted, right? Right. That's the hype. Gotcha. So could it be that Buffalo Trace has put out some really good stuff, and so that when their thirty five thirty eight dollar bottle comes out versus the Blantons at two fifty, people scoop it up because it's Buffalo Trace. 
I th- and it's affordable. I think there's definitely a part of that. They they think, well, wh- whoever would make this, pointing to like a George T. Stagg or an Eagle Rare or an Eagle Very Rare, they're going to say, if they're making this, it must also be good. Right. I think there's a little right. bit of that quality by association. Sure. So there's definitely, I think they're riding the coattails of the hype of those limited release bottles. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. All right, so in our Riedel tequila glasses, we have Patron Silver, which I can't believe I bought a bottle. <laughs> On the board! And, yeah, and full disclosure, I bought a 375 because I just wanted half. Sure, that's fair, <laughs> yeah. What are you getting on the nose on this one? So when when you first poured it, I really liked the... The vegetal note that I was getting. There was a green vegetal, like, yeah. herb, herbal note. Yeah. This has now been in the glass for about 30 minutes, and what are you getting? Yeah, and now, now it's really just coming out like a lot of just clean agave, a really good clean agave smell. Very clean agave, I'll give you that. Maybe some cooked, maybe some raw. There's still a, sure. a green, a raw green note. Sure, and I can only assume that when we get those green notes, it's because of the uncooked nature of some of the agave right that yeah i mean it's clearly going to be cooked more on the outside than the inside yeah you right know, there's varying levels of of doneness right throughout those things are I mean, huge they're gigantic they're huge yeah yeah so you know kind of the normal details patron has its own gnome 1492 i kind of like the 1492 yeah um c- kind of along the lines of christopher columbus Stumbling upon America. Yeah, and aren't we doing this like right around Columbus Day? We like we are, although that's not a day anymore. Yeah. The name has been changed, I believe. It hasn't been changed, but they've been they've added to it. Oh, is it Columbus and Indigenous right. peoples? Right. They I gotcha. Just, it's kind of a dual holiday. Sure, sure. And I guess this is the tequila Americans probably discovered. <laughs> right. Quality yeah. tequila by by trying this one. Yeah, sure. Sure. So I I don't know. I just I saw the fourteen ninety two and I I it's like very, that. It's very it's very apropos. Yeah. Deep well water traditional methods. They are crushing this in a tahona and a roller mill, copper still, stone brick oven cooking, charcoal filtration, and we'll get into that a little bit. And you know I think everybody has heard of this before, but I think they're trying to mellow out the taste for the American palate. Sure. This was made to be sold in huge quantities to Americans who may or may not appreciate all of the, get in there, the nuance of agave. Makes sense. Gorgeous. I don't know. Looks like a hand-blown bottle because there's little bubbles in it. Natural cork. And even the cork says Patron. Yeah, no, it's it's quality. It's, it's a beautiful little presentation, right? Yeah. This green ribbon with the tag on a twenty dollar three seventy five <laughs> bottle, right? I mean, yeah, no, know. they 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 put the effort forth to to make it appealing, to make it attractive. Absolutely, they've got probably thirty different lines or or expressions, and today we're just starting with the original, the silver. Yeah, I'm ready. Salute, salute. I don't know. Power of suggestion is so strong, but when you said the charcoal filtering, okay, you know. For me, a little more vanilla came out than when we first oh. sip, were sipping this before we hit record. It still has that that nice, clean, vegetal agave hit. It tends to spike early, 
and then fall flat relatively mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little drying now, a little drying on the on the finish, but the finish is so short. A nice peppery there tingle. There was pepper. Yeah, not a ton going on, but it's nothing good. Off, nothing off putting. No, no. Should we go in for a second sip? Yes. I would not say that the second sip presented anything different for me. No, nothing new. Again, just kind of vanilla and sweet on the front, a little pepper spike, and then a quick, a quick dry finish. A nice stereotypical tequila agave taste. Sure. And then it fades. I mean, the finish comes to a screeching halt. It does, yeah. I wish it just would linger a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. So... Would this be perfect for shots? I mean, you you make a good point. I I think certainly over the college years of <laughs> Jose right. Cuervo Yo. or whatever else right. was being poured right. in my glass, I would rather have a shot of this. And I don't know, like at a bar, this is going to be probably lower on the price range. It's no, I'd say I I'd, I'd say it's going to be priced like. Middle with everything else. No, I, right. I would say it's going to be one of the more... If you're not at a tequila bar, this is going to be the more expensive option. Sure. At a regular bar, this is their high end. Yeah. <laughs> this is their luxury line. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I, I feel like that... Like, what's the worst part of taking a shot at the bar? It's the aftertaste. It's the, yeah. I can't get rid of this taste. Yeah, right. No, right? that's that's a good point. And this, it gives you that big whack of flavor, and then it dies. Like, it's almost like it was made for the way for, people were consuming tequila in the 90s, which was just, hey, we're taking a shot. I like that point. That's a good take. Yeah, I like that. Or, we're mixing this in a cocktail, and in the 90s, there was nothing but mixtos, right? Sure. It was the Cuervo yep. Gold, um, the, the stuff that... You know, headaches are built on. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and then and then here is this pure tequila coming right along to yeah. to be more of the, the step above right. those options. Right. Yeah. And you know, a while back when we had the Sherry Cask episode, I mentioned Patron was founded by the Paul Mitchell guy, who you still don't right. know. I right. don't know if you ever Googled no. this guy. He was a billionaire. His name was John Paul DeJoria. That was the dude who founded Paul Mitchell and the crazy expensive shampoos with weird ingredients. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I do recall those commercials. I do recall. He was always wearing like a black turtleneck. Yeah. You know, kind of a salt and pepper beard. And then like his hair was just slicked back into a ponytail. Sure. Showing off yeah, what his like, hair care yeah, product sure. could do. Like maybe like a fancy version of the, uh, what was the Apple guy? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Because he yeah. was always wearing, like, black. Yeah, who was that had... guy at Apple? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's yes, right. Right, yeah. He's definitely 1991 version. <laughs> right? Maybe. And, and a, a little bit more fashion. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. This was started at the Siete Leguas okay. Distillery. All right. I don't know if we've had them on the show, but we sure are fans of the product. Oh, yeah. We should. We definitely should. Yeah. It was high quality. Came in as a pure tequila at a time when tequila was all, like I said, Cuervo, and was insanely expensive compared to the rest of the market. But I think they kind of knew what they were doing because a $40 tequila in the 90s, we always tend to say, well, if it's more expensive, it must be quality. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that was assumed. There was an assumption there. Yeah, yeah. They created their own hype. They went around from... 
distributor and major company to major company before they could find somebody to sell this thing. Eventually, they created their own distillery. They broke away from Siete Leguas, mostly because they didn't think that Siete could produce the numbers that they were trying to produce. Yeah, right. They were trying to really flood the market. Yeah, and in the early 2000s, Patron breaks a million cases a year. That is insanity. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a lot of tequila. What they produce in a day is more than most of our tequilas that we can taste produce in a year. Oh, yeah, right? sure. It's insane. They would be considered craft compared to Patron. You know, they started off with just their Patron line, and then they started the, like, Grand Patron. And they have all these other premium lines. Yeah, right. That, that move from the $40 price range to the $250 price range. And even like, there's like a $7,500 bottle. Yeah, they've been around long enough. They can... You know, a crazy decorative they bottle. Tier, they and can tier their market right, to... Right. And their distillery is designed to have some Tahona milled, some roller mill. They were talking about they have over 100 pot stills and 10 Tahona wheels always running at capacity. So they were able to create this hype around their brand. And I know that I don't know what the what the tequila equivalent of tater would be. <laughs> but, you know, if there's a tequila tater, I sometimes get a kick when somebody passes over bottle after bottle after bottle and then grabs Patron like they're fancy. Sure. Yeah, they, they see that and they go, ooh, you ooh, have Patron. Right. And I think a big marketing push from Patron was just as you said, when all of the drinks were clear spirits, vodka and gin and making fruity cocktails out of yeah. that, one big push that Patron made was, hey, anything vodka can do, we can do better. Because instead of being distilled 28 times, or how many times is, yeah, you right. know, yeah, what, like nine times? At least, yeah, at least seven or eight, nine times. That's I mean, yeah, great, right. right? Instead of being distilled yeah. to the point where it has no more flavor profile or anything... Right. Look, we have a flavor that will impart on your cocktails, and it's nice and clean and well-produced, and it's a good tequila. I'm not buying another bottle. And you have too many other bottles to worry about. <laughs> We've got other things to do, so right. yeah, no, you shouldn't. Uh, Buffalo Trace has an estimated capacity of 2,650 U.S. gallons of whiskey per year. Should we do some math? <laughs> it says roughly 10 million liters. Okay, so so rough math is that just over 2 million cases right. a year. And they're expanding... They're building more, you know. Wow. A lot of these distilleries are expanding for the international market to reach out to uh, England and India where, you know, bourbon is becoming more and more popular. All right. We've done our sips and there's still plenty left in our glass. It's clear we're not going to be sipping these like we do other ones. No, I mean, two two was enough. We got, we got a good two was enough idea of what they taste like. Are we going to give these their due and give it the quick sip? I don't, I don't know why not. All right, let's do it. So just a reminder, the quick sip is where we take a sip of the whiskey, give it a nose, give it a sip, give it its due time. No rinsing, no waiting, no doing anything. 
Give the tequila a quick nose, sip the tequila, and let's see what happens. I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Matt, so, what'd you get? That was a little more mouth-watering. It was. And, yep. and the best part about pairing these two spirits together is that usually it always extends our finish. Yes. And so for both of these, the finish was not great. And when you combine them, it really accentuates a nice long finish. For me, I got really good qualities of a of a caramelly reposado. Yeah. The bourbon was, you know, the brown sugar and caramel and sweetness. And then the when I when I nose the tequila, nothing but agave. Just a really clean agave. But then the flavor brought out caramel sweetness that kind of lingered on through it. A long finish. What did, what did you get? The finish lasted longer because I felt like I had kind of a peppery burn. Okay. But I felt like the Patron agave did the same thing. Kind of came in hot and heavy and died very quick. There was just some extra little mouth-watering finish, but for me, nondescript in terms of flavor. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, nothing was, nothing new came out. Right. I almost feel like we're not being fair. Okay. Like, we already brought these bottles because of the hype, and we've already said we're the kind of people who go against the hype. So maybe we're not being completely fair. We are definitely biased. It's impossible not to be, to have that bias in the back of your brain. It's yeah. so hard to carry that through. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we haven't done it yet. And we keep talking about doing blind tastings where both you and I are blind. Like we get our wives to pour the right. glasses. Right. So I think we should, I'm going to save the rest of this. And make sure that we have some Patron. I think I got a bottle of Don Julio that somebody gave me for All Christmas. Right. All right. And here we are 10 months later and it hasn't been cracked. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, sure. And then throw in some of our favorites like Fortaleza, Ocho, Pasote, Siete, G4. Sure. Right? Yeah. Mix it up a little bit and then see what we get when it's completely blind. Yeah. Rank them and... Yeah. Maybe We're gonna, try to guess, gonna but, have but to do them. something. Yeah. Gonna have to do something a little bit more fair. Yes, always blind taste yourself. Right, but let's go Patron. Yeah, we're gonna take a sip of the Patron. We're not gonna wait. We're not gonna rinse. We're gonna nose the Buffalo Trace. Take a sip. See what they do to each other. This is quick sips. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> Ready? Salud. Salud. All right, Matt, what'd you get? All right, so I feel like the bourbon didn't really stand up. It didn't pull its weight. Correct. The Agreed. <laughs> the, the agave came through and it stayed through the whatever the bourbon was trying to do. It just kind of washed my mouth with maybe like a little a little sweetness. Maybe a touch of, of rye spice that I got on the nose. But like the finish was still just agave. It was still Com the, the, the tequila. Completely agreed. I thought the bourbon came in hot. It died quicker than it did before and I still tasted agave. It's almost like having the bourbon allowed the Patron finish to be just a real to finish. Yeah, yeah, just to linger a little bit longer. Right, right. Yeah, that was really interesting how that... How it that... was very interesting and yet not that satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we would both agree that we would 
prefer to do this bourbon first, tequila second? Absolutely. But these were probably made for cocktails. They I were think made these were for, made for cocktails. You know, they weren't made for neat sipping yeah. in elegant glasses right. with two, shall I say, sophisticated palates. Well, with that in mind, I have prepared a surprise for you. Oh, all right. Because I decided that I would find an equally hyped cocktail mixer that okay. would go with both of these okay. hyped spirits. Okay. And we're going to make a couple of cocktails that have plenty of hype. All right. And I honestly have no idea you've you kept this from me. I have kept this a secret. So I'm just here as your guest. So, so. I'm... I'm going to go gather these ingredients and bring them back to you, and you will see exactly what I mean All right, by hype. Let's do it. All right, so this is the hype episode. I told you I was going to bring something else with equal hype. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Pulling it up from under the <laughs> table right now. What? Who graduated? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I've got the Moet and Chandon Champagne. Okay. This stuff is like $50. Yeah. For sparkling wine. Like that's when you want to impress someone on their on your prom date. I will tell you, <laughs> I found this at Costco on sale for 30 bucks. Okay. And I scooped it up almost a year ago, knowing that someday we would do a Patron. Oh my gosh. And Patron and Moet is some kind of a drink. Okay. I have a feeling it's going to taste like a headache, <laughs> but I made one for you. <laughs> all right. I made... So, but there's three glasses here. Three so glasses. All right. Three glasses. So I poured us three glasses. We've got the champagne just on its own so we can sip. Okay. Just to see what it's like. All right. Then we've got the champagne and tequila. Is that equal parts? No. It is It is kind of like, I think I put in a, a light ounce. Okay. Maybe three quarters of an ounce, just like a two for, to three ratio. For us. Like a two to for three us. Ra- we are doing this at breakfast. We weren't yeah, kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's very light on the tequila, and then we filled up the champagne about three quarters of the way. Okay. And then I did find a nice recipe for a bourbon champagne cocktail. Okay. So this is two parts bourbon, one part triple sec. In keeping up with the hype, I used Cointreau. Okay. Because triple sec doesn't really find its way onto my bar. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but Cointreau does. And then some bitters. Okay. So I think I did did two parts bourbon, one part Cointreau. Nah, four or five shakes of bitters. Okay. Shook that up, poured it into the champagne glass, and then topped it. And I didn't even use all of it. Yeah, and it then, looks... I think you kind of went like... Maybe half and half or something. Like it looks, it's yeah, got a good color to yeah, it. Yeah, little, little bit more champagne than okay. the bourbon. It's kind of like a Manhattan kind of. Yeah, sure. Right with, topped with champagne. I think what we'll do is we'll sip this to whatever we can handle. <laughs> okay. And then we'll mix it all with orange juice, and we'll go cook some eggs and tamales. Sounds good. All right, I'm in. All right, and of course, nothing would be complete. On the hype, if I wasn't serving these in Moet and Chandon engraved champagne flutes. I, I mean, this this is classy. This is this is a classy morning cocktail. Try the champagne. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right. The champagne is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Does it knock your socks off? No. I mean, it has a nice kind of a sweet in the front, and then 
kind of end dry, but yeah. not not overly drying. No. Would you pay fifty dollars for that? No. No. Neither I would I. No. And yet people regularly do. Yeah. Sure. All right. The next one. This is an actual drink. I don't know what it's called, but I have I have heard people order this. I have seen people drink it. I've never tried it. All right. I want to hang out where you're hanging out. This is Patron <laughs> and Champagne. All right. Salute. Salute. Not bad. It's actually pretty good. However, knowing what's in it, <laughs> I'm probably good on the one sip. Yeah, I mean, you would not be sipping these poolside one after the other because it would just no, wreck this, it this, would wreck your day. This is this is passed out by two <laughs> material right here. I, and I mean two PM. Yeah, because it just tastes like really good like juice, you know? Yeah. Like the the Patron does come through though. I did get a nice agave hit with the champagne sweetness. It en- ends up being not quite as dry. Yeah. The two of them yeah. together. Let's little... have a second sip. Yeah. All right. <laughs> After I just said I'm not going to. Let's have a second sip. Let's see what we get. Okay, it's it's good. I could see falling into the trap of not understanding what you're drinking and drinking too much of this. Sure, because someone else ordered it for you or because you fell into the hype, yeah. got on the hype train. You lose track of time. <laughs> you don't really feel like you're drinking tequila yeah. and champagne, but you are. I took a really big mouthful yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. And it it had kind of a sour tannic gotcha. note to it. Gotcha. I could see if I'm taking small sips of this, but just sipping all day long. Like you said, you wouldn't really know what you're getting right. into until you wake up and you're in I'm... someone else's room and wearing someone else's <laughs> pants and <laughs> This is you know, when you said poolside, I immediately thought about like going poolside around ten thirty, eleven AM, you know, and Yeah. Vacation, right? Yeah, you no, order the, a cocktail. The high-end resort pools. Yes. Not the local... No, I'm not going to the, the park district municipal pool. Municipal swimming pool. Yes. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> this is you're on vacation. You're at a nice resort with yeah. a spa and a, a restaurant that's way too expensive. Yes. I could see ordering this. With your this. cabana boy. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him. Super tasty, but I could see how these would go down too easy. Right. And just, ruin your day. Oh, just. And then you would never want to touch champagne or Patron ever again. Right, and I'm almost feeling like that now. <laughs> <laughs> Not a champagne drinker. But I think orange juice will go a long way with this. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Because then it's, you know, healthy. All right. <laughs> cool thing. Cool little thing in keeping with the hype. I was trying to find a champagne... Bourbon cocktail. Okay. And you don't have to look that far. It's out there. Sealbach bourbon champagne cocktail. Hmm. And this is a glitzy cocktail worthy of celebration. <laughs> Says so right on the recipe. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the people who write these recipes, what I want to see is one part bourbon, one part, you know, I want the recipe. Yeah, right. And then somebody else... When they start writing it, they're like, oh, for a fantastic, right? And they have to give you all this color. And then I found this website. Back when I was five, right? And they give <laughs> a us whole a whole editorial. life story yeah. to reach up to this. But cool thing, this is rumored to have been a great Gatsby-like cocktail. Oh. 
And it is the very one in The Great Gatsby saying that this has been served here in Louisville, Kentucky since the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. And, you know, this, this is the cocktail mentioned in The Great Gatsby. Okay. Other people say no. The bar staff in the 1990s caught wind of this drink and started serving it and telling people it was The Great Gatsby oh. cocktail. Who knows? So they tried to grab hype it some up. hype. Tried to grab <laughs> some hype. So who knows, but again, two parts bourbon, one part triple sec, couple dashes of bitters, pour it into the glass, top it with champagne. Knows this. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's, the some, first, there's something special going the on. first thing I thought of, knows it again, those holiday chocolate oranges. Yes. Yep. There's chocolate in there. This is the one we end up finishing, I think. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's very interesting. That, what what was that? So I feel like the triple sec and the bitters, these are just standard Angostura bitters. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I feel like, weird. I think the sweetness, the brown sugar of the bourbon, the tart champagne, I mean, this turned this into kind of a chocolate orange. Yeah. You're, you're dead on. Yeah, and like you, you wouldn't expect chocolate to come through and clove. With, yes, that's the that's what I was trying to look for. Yeah, a lot of clove. You and I are gonna we're in, back in my home office. You and I are gonna be passed out on the couch in the living room here if we drink this whole thing. <laughs> but it's tasty. It's interesting. Yeah, I I could see myself ordering one of these if I was at a fancy. Maybe like a right. fundraiser kind of an event sure. night, you know, sure. everyone's sure. dressed up. And yeah. Golf wanna, outings and galas, my yeah, friend. you want to look like you know what you're doing. Okay. But what's yeah. it called? Is it... Sealback? Sealbach? It's the hotel. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure how to say it. Sealback, Sealbach Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. This is tasty. You know what I'm wondering is what would this be like with like a Bullet 95 rye yeah try to and, vary and, up and the, the bourbon kick up vary kick up, up the, the savory part. piece or, of um, it or like a uh a space side scotch sure get some barley notes somehow in there. it always like, goes back to space side scotch with you <laughs> i don't know why it, <laughs> well it, i wouldn't i wouldn't put an isla in here a okay. smoky isla oh sure okay this is really tasty this one is this one is an 11 on the dangerous meter. Yes. It's tasty. It has a tangy, bitter note, but I still want to go back for more. Right. And you forget, we didn't mix this with club soda or seltzer water. It's champagne. Right. And so we, we've drank this. I mean, it wasn't a full glass to begin with because I yeah. was worried about what we were getting into here at, you know, <laughs> not even noon. I think we could top the half glass with orange juice. Sure. And it would only make it better. I'm willing to try it. Yeah. And gosh, it needs some watering down <laughs> if we're going to maintain. <laughs> and we need some eggs and tamales for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This was a successful experiment, I think. I think so, yeah. And I appreciate the surprise. I was wowed. This is yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. I, so, so now we just, we move on to mimosas and breakfast, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about for the hype episode? I, I think we're ready to get off the train. Get off this... <laughs> I think we better before it derails. (laughs) Thank you all again for tuning in and listening. Ask you all to follow and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We're on Facebook and on Instagram, so get involved. Get in on the conversation. Maybe make a suggestion of what we could do for the future. Definitely. 
We uh, want to thank Joby once again for the great music and check out his podcast, Forsha Creek. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show.